Amen. Praise the Lord. Shall we just pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. Help us to learn something from this exhortation. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm just going to read one verse there. Dabi, can you give a little bit on this particular mic? Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And say, And now abided faith, hope, and love, charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity or love. Many times we have preached on faith. Many times we have preached on love. But I've never seen too many people preach on hope. And the Lord said, I should preach on hope. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What is hope? Hope. What is hope? I heard some preachers say it this way. And I pray the Lord will give us some opening of the heart here. Say, faith will move mountains for you. Amen? Faith will move mountains. Imagine three people get to, they go in a desert and they come to this blockage. It's a huge mountain on, in, their, in their way. And there's no way to go through. The three friends are faith, hope, and love. Faith is muscular and you can move mountains. But when your faith is not strong enough, you can't do anything. I mean, for whatever reason, you could have lost this faith. Or the, your faith has weakened. So you can't move this mountain. But faith will move mountain for you. But love will climb the mountain with you. Amen? That is what love will do. He, will, he is so gentle. He's so kind. He's going to, he can help you climb the mountain with patience, with long-suffering. But what is hope? Hope, we see through the mountain to the other side. Visions, amen? That is what hope will do for you. When you have lost your faith, and perhaps your love is not where it should be, but visions, seeing the future, can gear up that faith back to you, amen? That is law, I mean, that hope is to see through the mountain. To the other side. What did I say? Hope will see through the mountain to the other side. That is what hope really means. What is the hope of the Christians? What is what has God showed to us that made us to be following Him? As He showed us that we are going to be living here and become millionaires ever, ever. No, that's not the reason why we are following Him. But He gave us a hope of something in the future, the kingdom of heaven that is coming. Amen. So what that is the hope of the saints. 
That is why all the apostles could lay down their life. They are not worried whether they were killed, crucified for Christ, but because of the hope of the saints. So that is what hope will do. Now, the reason why the Lord, what I, what I believe, the reason why the Lord is making me to preach this today. Look at what is happening today, economic situation. If you have been reading the news, you hear the story of one man that Mr. Madoff, or Madoff, whatever you call him, that build more, it's just some few people, maybe 300 clients, and he build them of billions of dollars and in a Ponzi scheme in the Wall Street. And now, where, is the, where are those 50 billion that he has been trading with for years? He has them no more. And many people that were, that invested in his hand have lost everything. We are talking of billionaires, multimillionaires invested their money with him. Not like Jig and Harry, like me, like, or you. He only went after rich people that have millions, billions. And he didn't have too many, just about 300 of them. And they put all, some of them put all their eggs in his bucket because he promised them they would make money. Consistently, maybe 20%, 12% consistently every year. And he was giving them statement that they were making money. Every, this is what he has been doing for years. If you have not been reading the news. But after the situation occurred and everybody knew that this man has built them, some guys have committed suicide. Those that have all their billions in his basket, and they found out that it was a scheme. He has not been investing anything. He has been taken from Jig, using to pay Harry. And now the money is gone. When everything begins to collapse, they found out, found out he has no money left. And they couldn't even claim their money back. So some of them have committed suicide. Why? They do not have this hope. And that is what the Lord is saying. When things are come to the rock bottom, what you can hold on to is the hope. And that is the hope that the Lord says we should preach on today. Amen? I'm going to give one example in the Bible. Remember the story of Joseph, the son of Jacob in the Bible. What do you think could make him to continue when he was the, the favorite of his father? And God was even showing him visions and dreams that he was going to be somebody. And suddenly, everything collapsed. He was sold as slave into Egypt. From the favorite of the father, and the father was a rich man. Jacob was a rich man. He became a slave, sold by his own brothers. So that is the kind of downcasted that people can be in. You just hear the testimony of our brother. Things can go worse, can go bad. But if you lose hope, if you lose hope, then you have lost everything. You know what is happening? Let me read another Bible verse here to you in a moment. Genesis chapter 9. Go with me to Genesis chapter 9. Praise the Lord. Because some people may be so downcasted, they thought, well, what they have to do is to take their life. Do you know it's a sin to take your life? Or even how much more the life of anybody else? It's a sin. That's why I want to read this Genesis chapter 9, verse 5 and 6 to all of us. So, no matter what you are going through, no matter how bad it is, if you have hope, like everybody said, where there is life, there is hope. If you have that hope and you can link on to the hope of what God has promised, even if the hope is the kingdom of God that is to come, you may say, well, you never promised me I will come out of this physical trouble. Don't set your hope on this physical world. Set your hope on that eternal one that is coming. That is the one that will never change. 
That will never change. Any other hope, you say, well, Joe, you are telling me the story of Joseph in the Bible. God gave me a vision that I was going to become somebody. He has something to latch on. But we have a better promise than becoming somebody on this side. We have a better promise because we are going to become somebody in the kingdom that is coming. There is a kingdom coming. Set your hope on that. Because that is a greater hope than what you can become right here or not. And that's why the Lord is making me to preach this in a moment. Genesis chapter 9 verse 5 and 6 said, This is the instruction God was giving to Noah after they came back uh, from, the, from the ark. God said, And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. In short, God is saying, even if you take your own life, you are almost automatically going to hell in the way God has said it that way. So if anybody thinks everything is so bad, the only solution is to kill himself or how much more those who are massacring other people because of their despair of life, they are going to a worse place. I always tell people like that, I said, if you think things are bad right now, if you think Oh me, the world is so collapsed on you, everything is bad, and you think the only solution is to end it all. Oh, you are going to a worse place. Where it will be like a, a nightmare that never ends. You'll be wishing I I hope this is just a dream. I will wake up one day, it will never end. The trouble, the torment, the fiery torment that Bible calls hell. So you don't want to go there. So you better hope for that better place. So even if you have nothing to eat here or not, like the story of the rich man and Lazarus. God, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us that story. You have read it or you have heard about it in the book of Luke. This rich man was have everything, but Lazarus was beggar right at his feet and full of sores. But he had the hope. Not that he didn't have a hope that I'm going to become rich man later. No. Hope of his kingdom that God promised for the poor, for the miserable, for the downcasted. Set your hope on that and it will carry you somewhere. Even if that is your hope, if all you have is to just set hope on the kingdom that is promised for the righteous, that kingdom, it will, it will come. You say, well, it's by and by. It's going to come by and by, but that by and by could be in a few years. It could be in a few years. So that is the hope I want you to cling on, because with this hope, you'll be able to bring back faith. I said something. I said faith, hope, and love. They're like brothers, and they are going on the journey. If you have the faith, you can move the mountain, Yes. If you have the love, love can help you climb the mountain. He will stand with you to the end, climb that mountain with you. But if you don't, if all of those have weakened, you need hope to see the vision again. And see through the mountain that on the other side, where we're trying to go, is the peace. That was what Lazarus, the man full of sores, at the, at the, at the gate of the rich man, that was what he was clinging on to. Hope that there is a better kingdom coming. If that is all you can hang on to, you are somebody better. Because when you finally get to the other side, you can see the story, Lazarus was comforted. But the rich man was in torment. With that hope, we can bring you back your faith. That hope, we bring that love back to you. Why? Because love will not do evil. If you know that there is a better kingdom coming, you are going to do what? Live for him who died for you. If you have the hope of the eternal life to come, then you better live for him so that you can be a partaker of the kingdom he promised for the righteous. So that is why your hope we bring back love. Love says, do no evil to any man. Love says, 
do everything that God wants you to do. So that is what hope we bring, if we bring back your love. Hope we bring back the faith that has become weak. So set your hope right. Amen? So let's think about that. Make sure you set your hope in the right proper thing in the kingdom of come. And I want to say something, another few things here in the program, the story of Proverbs, or the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15. Remember the story of the prodigal son? The Lord gave us that story, and I want to bring something about that again. Here is the prodigal son that he was rich and he was with his father and then he made a mistake. You all know that he made it by himself. He went down. He got all the money that his father, that could be his own inheritance and he went to his city and blew it up. So you can say, well, it was his problem. He made his mistake. But he set back his hope and said, well, in my father's house there's something better than this. So that hope is perhaps what he was latching onto and he went back with the hope that I can get something better even though it was his own mistake. But there's a better future. He could have ended it there and said, I'm not going back home. Oh, that's so shameful. And he could have ended his life right there and there will be no more story to tell. But God is telling us that even when things are bad, like that prodigal son, look unto the father who has given you a hope that, hey, it's not, it's not as bad as you think. And if you say, well, there's nothing can be worse than this, but there's a kingdom coming. You want to be a member of that kingdom that is coming. Because you don't want to suffer in this world and go and suffer on the other side. That is what I'm trying to, that's how I preach my gospel when I preach on the radio. You don't want to suffer in this world, having no money or you are homeless or you are, everything is miserable, and then go to the other side and suffer again. That's double punishment. So you better have the hope of that eternal life. Amen? Put your hope on that eternal kingdom that God is talking about. And to summarize it all, Here's what the Lord told me. He said, count your blessings. When you think you are down, when you think everything is so down, count your blessings. And then you'll be praising God. Praise the Lord. How many people are going to count their blessings? It's always good to see, well, when, when things are bad, that's when you want to, that's how you are going to get the hope back. When the problem is overpowering you, then you count your blessings and say, well, I'm still alive. I read something that in the news just about this man that I just told the story of, Madoff, that he built so many people. And one of the people that he built, when they were listing their names, you all know the man. He was on T on television, CNN. Larry King. This, he was also built of those million dollars. And I said, will he be still on TV? He's still on TV, most likely. He may say maybe he didn't put all his egg in one basket. But he didn't commit suicide like some people have committed suicide because they have lost billions with this man. So what, I'm, what am I pointing that one out? That is, no matter how things go back, so down, if you count your blessings, you might say you bring that hope and say, well, counting my blessings, there are multitudes that are not even as good, even though yours may be so bad. Things may be not as good. But there are still multitudes of people that are worse than you. And that is what the Lord is saying. When you count your blessings, we bring that the hope that look at the future. Look at the eternal kingdom that is coming. God has promised it for the righteous. That you better be righteous and walk with him. And I'm going to play a clip in a few moments. I'm going to play a clip in a few moments. Because this clip is going to make you to see that you need to count your blessings. When things are bad. I, went, I was in Nigeria many years ago. When I was still preaching about many of my friends that knew me then go... That's why I was preaching with this jeep. And I got to this village. It was in Ibadan, Nigeria. 
I got to this not to this um, street and I saw a hospital. Oh, okay. So I, let me go to this hospital and pray for the for people and witness in the hospital. Right there, many people that know about on Ring Road. It's called that's the name of the street. And there was an hospital there, and I have never been to that hospital before. So I branched with my with my jeep, and I parked, and I saw the first ward that was right on my right. So I went into this ward. I was shocked with what I saw in this hospital because I never dreamed that there was something like that in of Nigeria. When I walk, this is a ward, you say, you know, you know, we go to the hospital, you say it's a ward here with about 50 beds and another building with another field. I do not know why the Lord led me into that ward in that, on that day. This is 1977 or 78. And I entered this ward thinking I was going to witness, pray for them, preach and tell them, pray for the sick. But what did I find? On every bed are uh, people of the age of teenagers, and I'm about that age. They are not old. They are not little kids. Maybe some are smaller. But all of them filled, all these beds were filled with people that were born deformed with no arms. You know, you can feel a little, like a, like a little baby arm on a, on a teenager. Some of them with no legs. And they were just keeping them that safe. I was sure because I never dreamed I would see anything like that in Nigeria. I've never heard about it. Maybe if I run into somebody with no arm, I would say, well, just trust in God. Let me pray for you. But when I saw the whole world full of them, I was dumbfounded. And when I announced myself as I'm a preacher, one had legs and he just have no arms, no little, tiny little baby arm that never developed. He was able to walk around and say, Prisha, Prisha, every one of them wants to talk to me. Prisha, come, Prisha, come. I was, I lost words. What would I tell these adults, teenagers with no legs? These are not accident children. These are not accidents. These are not uh, people that you say, well, they went to war, they lost arms, they, they war lost them. These were born like that. I don't know why the hospital kept them. And I'm sure that they were not from rich parents that just brought them there for one week to, to take back home. They must be living there in that world. I said, I was shocked. I couldn't talk. This man is a preacher. Come. I'm even thanking God because I have legs. He said, Mr. F. There over there, he mentioned his name. He has no legs. He has no arms. And one of them said, preacher, come, come. What have I done to God that he didn't give me arms and legs? I couldn't preach on that day. I walked out. I said, Lord, in this country, there, there's a place like this in this country. But what is keeping them? Maybe God is making me say, what is hope? There's a new kingdom to come. You know, remember the story, Lord Jesus Christ came out of Jerusalem and they saw one man that was born blind. And Christ said, it is for the glory of God that God, the works of God might be manifest. All of those things we saw, those men may be miserable, they may be perplexed, but this one half legs and half no arm, he was still thanking God and saying, well, I'm still better. At least Mr. X, they can't even walk. I don't even know what to tell him or to tell Mr. X or to tell the other people. Or the one that have no arms, no legs, I don't know what to talk to them, I don't know what to tell them. But hope is what is telling, God is telling us that here. 
don't lose hope. The new kingdom that is coming, they may be no something that I will not be in that kingdom to come. But yours, you may think you are so down. You are so downcasted. You don't know what to do. Ministry or everything is called and you want to end it all. No. Think of what God is talking about. Yours may be worse, but there will be some people that are even worse than yours. So you should be praising God. Count your blessings. Can you flip that? I gave it to you, bro. Yeah. The yeah, there was this, this clip is another example of what I just talked about. Of one man, it's not a little boy, a man, but he was bold not to just say, hey, I'm going to be pressing God. Why should I lose hope? He has no legs, he has no arms, no hands. It was just this baby flip hand that he has and baby flip legs. And yet he was still thanking God. And so what complaint can we have? What, why we we that have arms and legs complain then? If we can, when you see this clip, I don't think you should complain about anything. So I actually gave it to brother, and I thought he's giving it to them over there. When you see this clip, I don't see why you should be complaining. I don't see why I should be complaining. No matter what I'm facing, I should be saying thank you, Jesus, that I'm alive. Like that man in that hospital that said. He was thanking God that he has the legs, and even though he doesn't have the arms. Bro, you found it? Yeah, praise the Lord. That is what God is saying. We have to have hope in that kingdom that is to come. Lazarus that was sitting at the feet or at the, at the gate of that rich man, if he didn't have that hope and keep looking at the future that God has promised eternal kingdom, he most likely will end up in hell where it's going to be worse than what he has been suffering. But God said, which you maintain that hope of the kingdom that is to come. And that is where he wants us to be. Maintain that hope of the kingdom that he has promised for every one of us. And that is... I, I guess uh, my brother lost it because I, I handed it over to him after we did it over there. I thought you put it in your pocket, so it was in the... Anyway, that clip is just a story, a story of a young man in America here that uses the little legs that he did to play drum and he said if i can do it why will you give up on life if he was amen praise the lord he found it say if he could if he could if he could be exercising his hope that hey why will you that have two legs and two arms why will you give up on life because some things are not so good or things are going bad just play right now but if you want to please on why will you give up on life like i said i saw in those of and i don't know what to tell them you know, the preacher just lost words. All I could say is, well, let's trust God. Let's just thank God. That one said, well, I'm still alive. He's still alive with no arms, no legs, and kept in the hospital. So we have nothing to complain about. This man over there has no arms, no legs, but he was able to move around and using that little, what do you call it? He call it what? He call it a drumstick leg. That's what he called He himself called it. He said, he said, I have a drumstick here, and he used that to play drum. So we have nothing to complain about when we see this type of stories. There is a proverb in Nigeria, in my country, that said, if you think your trouble is so much and you are crying, I'm just translating to English. Say, so when you see the troubles of other people, so you will be thanking God. And that is what I want to leave you with. When you think your trouble is so much and you are shedding tears, you think you should hand it up all. And you see, when you hear about the other person's trouble, you'll be saying, ha, thank God that mine is not that big. 
And that is what hope will do for you. When troubles are around you, look towards the future. That is a future God has promised us. A future that God has promised for the saints. If you maintain, like Lazarus, if you maintain the life of God, the righteousness that he has promised you, so that you live with him in that kingdom to come, then you are in, the, in good hands. So don't lose that hope. Let me read again Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4, while they are setting this up. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 4, Solomon was telling us that with, the, with those who are living, there's hope, a better hope. Verse 4. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. That is, like we say, if there is life, there is hope. Just trust in the Lord. Just keep believing because God is able to do great things for you. Like Joseph in the Bible, that he went through all those troubles, it looked like there was no hope for him. He was in in, in jail for the rest of his life. No, it was there was not even a court case for him. They just dumped him in that dungeon when they accused him that he has molested the woman that he didn't touch. And he was left in that dungeon just forever. That was no hope. But because he knew that God has promised him something, and that is where you set your hope on whatever God has promised. And God has promised we believers a kingdom. That's you may say, well, I don't have any promise, so I'm going to get out of here. But the promise of a kingdom to come, that is good enough hope for you and me. The promise that in this kingdom to come that God promised, there will be no, no, no crying, no shedding of tears. He said, you will wipe away all tears from your eyes. In the book of Revelations, we see that God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. And Christ said, he that believeth in me, he said, you have, you have passed from death unto life. You have eternal life just by believing. And this eternal life is a kingdom of peace. The kingdom of joy and gladness. He said there will be a street of gold in that Jerusalem. Do you want to be partaker of that? Do you want to have, you better look beyond the trouble that you are seeing right now and begin to look into the, the, the future that God has promised for these believers. Set your hope on that and all your troubles will disappear. Just set your hope on the gold that God has come, called you and me unto. And all those troubles, you will not even remember them anymore. Just like the Bible promise us it will happen you may say when it will happen when we come from this side to the other side when we pass from this world to the other side that is when it happened for you so don't think it's going to be in 1000 years to come anytime you come from this side to the other side either in death that is that is it for you so but then if you are already part of the kingdom of god you have that hope that you are already part of that kingdom so that is why i'm saying don't think of this future that is still way by and by. It's the day that you cross on the other side. That is when it started. So you don't want to go into that section where it's trouble and sorrow. Just go on. Praise the Lord. I want you to watch this clip. Just play it and make it loud as much. Watch this clip. This man has no arms and no legs. And he's going to talk to you. Let's listen. Sound. You can turn on the light, that's all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, do you think that was a drama? That was not a drama. That man was not an actor that just tried to make believe. He, it was real. He has no arms, no legs. 
and he was using that to tell people that it's not over yet. He was using his, whatever God has given to him, using it to say it's not over yet. To encourage young people, because in many people know in America, some kids are losing hope and dying, killing themselves, committing suicide because whatever it is. And there's a man with no arms and no legs and said, it's not over. Now, the Lord is saying, preach this because many people, like we say, things are getting bad. It can even get worse before it gets better. Because if, we, if what we are seeing right now is the beginning of the end, remember, we have had prophecies that said, the, by the time the world is going to come to an end, it will start with economic crisis. And this is an economic crisis. We may come out of this economic crisis. But we have had prophecies that say as the economic crisis started, as it, be, as it, it, could, it could be the beginning of the, the four horses of apocalypse. If that is the beginning, in the book of Revelation, where well, there's no end to it because then will be water thumped to blood. Then there will be this. Then there will be that. According to the book of Revelation, if this is the beginning of the end, so, but there is not the end of all things. You have the hope. If you have the hope of Christ, you better set your heart on that hope. There's a man that has no arm, no legs, and says it's not over yet. So he's saying, keep believing, keep trusting God, keep looking towards that promise that God said in the end. Even after this apocalypse, that if this is the beginning of it, there may be no end to this. But when all those things take place, there is a better hope. There is a better future. God has promised us a new kingdom. And that is what you want to set your hope on that. And you know, to set your hope on that, you must live for him. Right here on earth. You must behave the way he wants you to behave, to be a particular of that kingdom. And, and that is where I go to, at that note, we are going to ask you, if you are here today, and you have, many, whatever is your problem, but you have not even secured your place in that kingdom that we are talking about, I want you to come and let's pray with you. All of us, let's just, everybody just rise up to your feet right now. That's the end of the message. Rise up to your feet. We are going to pray. We are going to exercise our faith and ask the Lord, that Lord, after seeing this, after hearing about hope, I, am, I have nothing to complain about. That's what that young man was saying. He asked, what are you going to complain about? If you can see people with arms, with no arms, with no legs, and stay happy and smiling. Those young people are hugging him. They were shedding tears. He was not crying. He was not crying in that movie. And that is what the Lord is saying. We have to have the hope of our kingdom that he has promised. But for you to have a, to be a partaker of the kingdom we are talking about, you better live right for Jesus. And no more money, no complaining. Just be praising the Lord. Now, if you have not known this Jesus, I want you to come forward. Let me pray with you. Anybody? I say, I don't even know more about Jesus. But I know about this kingdom to come. There's a prerequisite for that kingdom to come. The kingdom of Jesus that he said after everything is over here is going to bring peace. The kingdom of peace. It will wipe away all tears from your eyes. But there is a prerequisite for that. You've got to live for Jesus. Through all odds, no matter what you are going through, you've got to keep living righteous. Keep, keep living for Jesus. Keep living holy like he wants. Then you are secure in that kingdom of God. And he wants to help you. To give you a new heart. So that you will not be afraid. You will not be ashamed. You will be able to live for Jesus. And that's what I want to pray with you. I want to introduce you to this Jesus. Come forward and I will pray with you right now. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you want to say, Pastor or preacher, pray for me. I, I almost gave up on hope. But I want to be, keep on hanging in. Keep on hanging on. Come forward, we pray for you.
whatever you are going through. You say, I want to keep hanging on. Whatever you are going through, I want to keep hanging on to Jesus. Come forward, I pray for you. And if you don't know this Jesus, I want you to step forward. I really want to talk, touch you and pray for you if you don't know Jesus. So that we can really help you to see that hope that we are talking about. This hope is not, you can't just assume that he's going to give it to you. You've got to live for him. You've got to be part of his kingdom. And that is why we are asking you to come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. If you have not done that yet, I'm ready, waiting. And everybody else, if you have accepted the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now look up to him and begin to pray. Just thank Jesus that you, we are thanking you, Lord, for what we already have. We are not going to complain. We are not going to murmur. We are going to be grateful. Because he said in the, those, those Israelites that went, Hebrews that went out of Egypt, he said, they do not know my ways. Because they murmur, they complain, they grumble in the wilderness. And God said he went, took them through the rough road so that they can learn. They didn't want to learn anything. So we are learning from this example. We are learning from all the stories that whatever we are going through, keep praising the Lord anyway. Keep praising the Lord anyway. And you that have not known this Lord Jesus, don't assume that you are going to just get there. It is you have to know him right now and live for him right now so that you are partaker of the kingdom we are talking about. Let's pray. Anybody wants to come forward and I will pray for you because you want to accept Jesus. Every other person, just pray for yourself right now. Pray to Jesus. Ask him, Lord. Uh, repent if you have to repent. And say, Lord, I have been complaining. I have been murmuring. I have been whining. I have been fed up with life. But I repent right now. I repent right now. I repent right now. Come forward, let me pray for you. Say that call about shit that you recall about the heart of a car the shit that you call about the heart of a shit that you call about the heart of the shit that you call praise the lord father we thank you lord anybody else wants to come forward you need some help father you want to come forward? We want to pray for you? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this exhortation. We thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. And we just pray, Lord, that the word we have heard today we encourage us. And we strengthen us, Lord, to keep pressing on, no matter what we are going through. Because the days ahead may be rougher and rougher. But those that know Jesus, they will not deny him. Because they will confess him to the end, even in the face of salt. Why? Because we know whom we have believed. And he's able to save us to the uttermost. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Sing it with me. Count your blessings. See what God has done.